Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, show number 32, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. My name's Carl, and with me is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Everything we cover here on Frequency Cast is based on feedback from you. Please visit frequencycast.co.uk to pass on your feedback and suggestions. Here's what we're covering in today's tantalising take on technology. A look at Tiskily TV. HD on Freeview, next year. How not to get caught short, power-wise. How to save our shortwave. And the 50th anniversary of a British institution. But first off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading. News. News time on Frequency Cast, and good news for those waiting for a FreeSat PVR. The first FreeSat hard disk recorder is set to appear in mid November. Made by Humax, the FoxSat HDR will bear the FreeSat Plus badge, have a dual tuner, and support high definition. The Foxat HDR will have two SCART sockets, one HDMI socket, and a 320GB hard disk recorder for up to 200 hours of subscription-free TV, due out from mid-November for £299. Next, an update on high definition for Freeview. The UK TV regulator Ofcom has confirmed that BBC, ITV and Channel 4 will soon be broadcasting in high definition over Freeview. It's expected that the Freeview HD services will start from late autumn 2009 in the Granada TV region. The rest of the UK will come on stream gradually by 2012 in accordance with the digital switchover rollout. To get HD on Freeview via a TV aerial, you'll need an HD-ready TV set. You'll also need to buy a new Freeview HD set-top box, which are not yet available. In related news, the BBC has applied to Ofcom to be allowed to bring HD to towns such as London in time for 2010, not 2012, to cover the FA Cup. Next, bad news for radio. Assuming you subscribe to us via iTunes, you would have caught our recent radio update. Channel 4 announced in October that it's pulling out of digital radio. The station was planning to launch E4 Radio, Channel 4 Radio and Pure 4, However, Channel 4's Andy Duncan blames the economic downturn for the decision to scrap these stations. Next, the BBC have confirmed that they're planning to reduce the use of DOGS on their channels. For those not in the know, DOGS stands for Digital On-Screen Graphics, the logos that you see in the top left hand on some channels. The BBC is set to remove DOGS from their HD movies and drama programmes, as well as making them more transparent on other content. Let's hope viewers hound other channels to follow suit. Next, some channel news. The company behind the Discovery Channel has secured a slot on Freeview. Using content from existing Discovery Channels, the new Freeview Channel won't be carrying the Discovery name, but will be free to view from 2009. And on the HD front, the Crime and Investigation Network and the Biography Channel are the latest two channels to be joining Sky's HD lineup later in November. News of more rebrands, UK TV recently branded channels such as Dave, Alibi and Watch. Now they're rebranding two more of their channels. UK People will become Blighty and UK TV Documentary will become Eden. And finally, famous for saying... Well before the Teletubbies, who didn't love Take Heart's Plasticine Pal? Now you can own your own morph. 
The only downside is you have to make him yourself. The My Own Morph kit includes plasticine, accessories, and a DVD with full instructions on how to make and mold Morph. Best of all, the DVD includes a bunch of classic Morph adventures. A great present, and it's under a tenner. See our show notes. Thanks, little man. For more on these stories, plus pics and screenshots of that new Humex, take a look at the show notes for show 32 at frequencycast.co.uk, where you can sign up for TV and tech news updates. One thing we didn't get a chance to cover in our news headlines is a story we had via our blog from a Mike Carrington, alerting us to a rather interesting news story. Carl, first off, can you tell me what this noise is? Well, it sounds a little like a constipated fax machine, but uh, it sounds like a message from NASA. Is it from all the worlds? Is it when they're right at the end? <laughs> oh, here's story, I have a problem. I see a purple mist. Actually, it's something to do with broadcasting. Uh, what's that, Carl? A plug? It is. This is what's called a home plug. Right, what does that do? Well, we covered these a long time back in an earlier show. Power line adapters, you can basically use them to send computer data around your house using your house's wiring. I remember this. This is the one where I said, is it easy to uh, sort of steal someone else's signal or whatever? That's the one, absolutely. So this is typically used for things like BT Vision, where you've got your home hub in one room and your BT Vision box in another. The problem is these things are creating a whole stack of interference affecting people that use the shortwave band. You mean a modern technology is causing mischief and mayhem? Indeed it is, yes. Apparently these things are broadcasting uh, between 3 meg and 30 meg and causing all manner of interference to the shortwave band because basically it's turning your house into an aerial for all this noise it's generating. That's actually quite annoying for those people who are a bit against modern technology like myself. But... um, Even I don't use shortwave radio, I've got to be honest. We actually had a mail in from Dave Baxter on that subject, telling us just who does use shortwave. So marine and aircraft traffic use it, as well as radio amateurs, and of course a lot of international radio stations like BBC World Service. And there's also a digital service called DRM. Heard of that one? No. Digital Radio Mondial, which is offering high-quality broadcasts over shortwave. And it is generating that horrible, annoying noise that we heard earlier. So that's no good, is it? Is there a petition I can sign then? We actually had a forum message from Paul Widger saying he's complained to BT and Ofcom, who've classed this as spectrum abuse. And on the number 10 government website, there is a fairly lengthy petition growing. So if you are affected by this, go to the show notes and we have a link to the petition there. Well, that's fair enough. I think I'll go and sign up right now. Frequency cast. Now loading. Focus. Oh, yes, it is. It's time for a focus. So what are we focusing in on today, Pete? Well, you know, we've pretty much covered every type of digital TV service out there. We've done Freeview, we've done FreeSat, we've done Sky, we've done BT Vision, we've even done Top Up TV. But there's one we've never been able to do. Which one's that? Tickle me pink, Tiskily. So the reason we've never talked about Tiskily TV is because neither of us are in range of the Tiskily TV service. However, we've had one of our listeners get in touch and has kindly offered to do us a review. So in just a moment, we're going to hand over to Alan Hart, who's going to tell us all about Tiskily TV. But before we do that, Carl, tell me what you know about Tiskily. Uh, it's a television service. Well, it's actually an internet service. They're an internet provider. They used to be Line One. Then it all went Italian and they were Tiskily. And actually, Tiskily took over this little company in London called Home Choice. So now it's Tiskily TV for formerly Home Choice. Sounds like a, an artist formerly known as Prince. And how do they get their digital TV distributed? Via the internet. Cables under the ground. It's actually over the phone line. So it's like a broadband over the phone line type service. So it's like a home hub? No. See, I understand this. 
Anyway, shall we hear what Alan has to say? Oh, yes, please. Tiscally TV offers a very cheap way to get basic cable TV and broadband through your BT phone line. It costs £15.99 a month, and that actually includes your phone line rental, which they take over. And they also throw in free weekend calls in the UK and some international calls as well. Now, Tiscally's perhaps claim to fame is that if you haven't got satellite or can't get satellite, it's the only way to get Sky 1 and Sky 2. And I was in that position about a year ago and had heard some complaints about it. Um, Hadn't heard great things about Tiscally's broadband either, but I figured it was worth giving it a try. It is very cheap. Overall, I've actually been very impressed. It's been a very positive surprise. Picture quality is good. I do only use it on a very small TV, and uh, so I can't really speak to the sharpness of the picture, but it looks good on a small set. I've hardly ever seen a picture breakup, which isn't true for Virgin Media, for example, and certainly not true for Freeview. The on-screen graphics from the set-top box are very good, perhaps the nicest that I've seen. The electronic program guide is also not bad at all. Uh, You can customise it to only include the channels you want. Um, If you're determined to just channel surf up and down through the channels, you may find it a bit slow. It takes about six seconds to change channel. But there is now a next, um, and that works reasonably briskly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute, Alan. Let me stop you for one second. So this is a little box that you do what with? This is a special set-top box. It plugs into your TV, and it also plugs into your phone line. But it has to be a Tiscally-enabled phone line. Right, okay, I'm suitably confused. So can anyone get this then? Mm, Not quite. It's not actually available across the whole UK. When it was Home Choice a few years ago, it was only really available in London. Now it's actually available in towns like Manchester, Birmingham, Sheffield, Edinburgh and Newcastle. And actually, if you look on the Sam Knows website, you can see some of the newer exchanges that are being put online. There's 713 exchanges capable of doing it, but it's still quite a small percentage of the UK at the moment. Right, okay, carry on then, Alan. Now, uh, Tiscally has catch-up, which is one of the things you don't get on Freeview, obviously. Um, It's pretty easy to use, and they also provide a channel that captures all of the catch-ups in a single place. In terms of the channels that they carry on Tiscally, um, you do get almost all of the Freeview channels. I think there's one or two missing, but Sky 1, Sky 2, Sky 3, FX, Biography, Paramount Comedy 1 and 2... Uh, apparently Sky Arts are all in there uh, as well. Now if you do have a Freeview signal, apparently you can connect your set-top box to an aerial connection and you do get a couple of extra channels. In terms of the channel lineup, the basic channel pack is somewhat limited, but then it is very cheap. If you want some of the channels that you might expect on basic cable like Discovery, Sci-Fi, CNN, those kinds of things, then you have to buy the Entertainment Extra Mix, which is £6 a month. Now, that may seem like a reasonable extra chunk of money, but you do actually get some quite good on-demand channels thrown in with that. Um, HBO On Demand, Warner On Demand, 4OD, and Tiscally's own channel, C1, um, which is also pretty good. Uh, You can also get Sky Sports and Satanta if you're into that kind of thing. So, overall, I've been very impressed. Cool. Thanks, Alan. So it's uh, quite inspiring. Is there anything else I need to know there? Let's just give a quick summary of that. So, um, Tiscally TV, £19.99 a month. You do get £4 off for the first three months. 
especially if you go to the link on our website. Uh, with Tiscally TV, you get up to 8 meg broadband, free phone line rental, so you don't have to pay BT, and all for a 30 quid installation fee. You can also get something called the Tiscally Plus PVR, which is one of these hard disk recorders. Records 50 hours, and it's only 50 quid. Not bad. 50 hours for 50 quid. Can't be bad. Keep on focusing as we do. Um, what's that? I'm going to hand you a little black bag. Open this up. Inside is that. What do you reckon to that? It's a memory stick. It's a USB stick. No, no, no. no. A little bit bigger than a USB stick. What is it? Describe it. It's grey. It's kind of like a flattened bullet. A large flattened bullet. Is it a plastic bullet? No. Would you like me to give you a clue what it is? If I gave you that, would that help? Uh, yes, it's a mini USB adapter. And it's a... Uh, oh, it's a, oh, All right, one at a time. <laughs> Calm down. Right, let's empty this onto the desk. Is that one? Does that give you any clues yet? Um, it's a load of connectors. They're adapters by the looks of it. Hundreds of them. And this thing, which seems to have a torch on it. Ooh, look, it's got a torch on it. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let's pull it apart. Oh, it takes batteries. It's a power power battery there. It's a, it's a torch. It's just a torch. <laughs> With all these connectors. Right, give me a phone. Give me a Here phone. it is. Right, okay, this is a Nokia thing, isn't it? Right, okay. I've plugged that into the bottom of your Nokia phone. This is an old Nokia. Right. Where the lens is. Right. And I press that button. What do you do? I've plugged this thing here, which is called a power monkey, into your phone. What it's now doing is recharging your phone. Ooh, thanks. It needs that. <laughs> it does. It's running out. <laughs> it is running out. Yeah, yeah, battery, just told you, battery, battery low. low. Yeah. So what this actually is, this is probably the most useful device that we've ever been sent to review here at Frequency Cast. This is called a power chimp. Now, it's got a bigger brother called a power monkey, which is more powerful. But basically, this comes with a whole stack of connectors. So we've got an... Has it got a small one? Power marmoset. (laughs) Your phone's very unhappy about its battery. So it's got a connector for... See all these connectors here? So I know some of these. I know that's that's an iPhone connector. That is a micro USB connector. That's a Nokia Mini connector. That is a a larger USB connector. And it also has a connector for a Samsung E900, a Motorola V66... A, an LG chocolate and also a PSP. Great. So it's a battery charger for all those devices. Amazingly clever. Okay, so the trick is this connector here plugs into the top of the unit, plugs into your PC's USB. So you charge this up as a backup power supply off your USB um, PC socket. Right. Then that is a portable battery that you can put in your bag and charge any of these devices with. So it's an emergency backup power supply. For your phones, iPhone, MP3, whatever. I've, right, well, I really don't see the point of this. Why would you carry that around and not a spare battery? Well, I, th- I carry three gadgets around with me. Right. And I'm constantly taking... Um, there are the, Look, I mean, you, classic example, your phone's out of battery. Have you got a power lead here to charge it? No. So you can use that to charge your phone. When this battery pack runs out, you charge that up, you've got a portable battery again. I just think this is absolutely brilliant. The other advantage is, as you say... So, hold on a minute. You, you carry three gadgets around. Is it four now? Uh, yeah, I do have to carry this around. Yes, you're absolutely right. But the number of times I'm caught out with something running out of batteries, I can just carry around tiny little device, takes two rechargeable AAs. The other advantage is, if I haven't got the ability to charge, I can just... Do I look convinced? You have never been caught short without a battery, have you? No, I've never been caught short. I'm quite tall, you see. <laughs> 
true enough. The, the rest of the staff think I'm tall. Ask Vinny. <laughs> he says I'm mahoosive. Anyway, I think this is cool. It's got these two rechargeable batteries. If you can't get to a recharger, you can just go out and buy two ordinary AA batteries. You can't recharge standard AA batteries, but if for some reason you can't recharge this, go out, buy a couple of AA batteries, and this will then power your phone, your gadgets, your MP3 player, your PSP, whatever. And it doubles up as a torch. It also, for some daft reason, has a torch as well. But is this not the coolest thing ever? You're not convinced, I know, but for anyone out there that actually has been caught out without a battery or without the ability to charge, it's great. Briefcases, handbag, highly recommend it. Does it come in a range of beautiful colours? My word, yes it does. It comes in blue, pink, yellow, and this colour here, which is sort of grey colour. Then I'm sold. I'm buying four. One in each colour, please. And don't skimp on the pate. Let me give you a couple of specs while I remember. Um... This will power a cell phone for 48 hours standby, 4 hours talk time. On an iPod, this will give you 20 hours, 4 hours if you're watching video. AA rechargeable batteries will recharge in 2 hours in it. MP3 player, 3 hours. PSP, 2.5 hours. PDAs, approximately 24 hours. All off that little gadget with all these connectors. Yes. You're not sold, are you? I can tell. I'm not really sold, but then, of course, I do have one issue. How much is this going to cost me? We actually think it's not going to be a bad price. I don't actually have the price to hand because this has only just come into us here. But we will be putting this up on our show notes for today. So go and have a look at the website. We also reckon we might be able to get a little bit of money off as well. Go and check out the website and take a look at a picture of this power chimp. Thank you. So, Pete, you almost look as if you're auditioning for This Is Your Life, only your book's the wrong colour. It's supposed to be red. <laughs> yes, underneath my arm, I have a rather large blue book, which actually does involve part of your life and my life. One TV programme changed the way we all watched telly when we were young. It made waves, didn't it? It did certainly make waves. This I mean, it set sail for a new dimension, didn't it? Yes. You can clearly tell they don't employ me to inject humour into this show, can't you? Absolutely. Maybe a bit of cheese, but not humour. Absolutely. So this is the Blue Peter... Sorry, are you feeling down? You must be Blue Peter. Thank you very much. So in my hand here, I have a rather large book. BBC Blue Peter 50th Anniversary. Look at that. Isn't that a big book? It's a big book. Shall we go inside? Let's see. This is your Blue Peter life. Normally we don't review books on the on the show. Normally we're, we're sort of TV and technology type stuff. But of course... This, this is, is TV. Let me just read a little bit of the back here. Um, everyone has a special memory of Blue Peter. What's yours? Is it one of the 32 presenters? Christopher Trace, Valerie Singleton, Leslie Judd, Peter Purvis, uh, John Leslie. Uh, maybe it's the pets, Petra's death, the disappearing cats, or one of the adventures, John Noakes up Nelson's column, Sarah Green diving down to the Mary Rose... Or is it the washing up liquid bottles with the, the sticky back plastic and the and the loo rolls? Sit down, Shep. Or or, or the um the bring and buy and the sending your milk bottles. Sit down, off. Shep. There you go. So this is it's rather nice little book. Let's have a little The Gold Blue Peter badge for me. Ah, now funny you say that I've bookmarked that. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Now they sell quite well on eBay, don't they? <laughs> Look, did you know there were that many Blue Peter badges? I remember that one. Well, it's good, isn't it, on radio? That one. <laughs> so that's the the um the white badge with the blue shirt on it but there was also but that's the shield shaped the badge shield badge absolutely so there's an orange one which is a competition winner's badge there's a dark blue with silver one on there's a just a complete gold one there's a 25th anniversary there's this new 40th anniversary one green badge and they've all got different meanings which i didn't know so the badges go back as far as the 1960s and apparently at the time the entire schemes cost nearly 180 pounds to set up the whole blue peter badge scheme Gosh. So they get, and there's a little, a little picture of Morph getting a Blue Peter badge, isn't that sweet? Where's he going to stick that? <laughs> no comment. Um, other pages worth mentioning. Flick through here. There's pictures of all the presenters. 
She's cute. Oh, that's Duncan. I particularly liked. Oh, yeah, this. So this we were singing this earlier, weren't we? The, the Blue Peter theme. Oh yes. So Barnacle Bill, and here's a picture of them in the recording studio doing the... Because it was... Um, Mike Oldfield. Oldfield Mike. And I also like this page. This is all the, the animals. So, where was it? There we go. So there's um, Jack and Jill the cats, Frida the tortoise. Uh, what was the parrot called? Barney the parrot, Jim and Maggie the tortoises, George, Patch. And Timmy the dog. Some of the stories of the cats are fun. This this cat was... Like evil. the famous five, isn't it? <laughs> This cat was evil and it used to eat the cameraman and things. That one, they had to throw out of the studio and retire because he was evil. Evil animal. Evil animal. you sure you're not taking this too far? On this Goldie taking a bath. I so wish that was Goldie Horn though. So what do you think? So what do you think? Nice book? Yeah, actually, it's fantastic. It's quite funny looking back at these things because uh, you kind of think, I can't believe I actually remember that. I thought she was my favourite. Who was she? She's uh... Looks like Daphne from Frasier. A little bit cuter than that one. Oh, Karen, that's Karen Keating then. Look, there you go, look, Karen. Oh, oh. I take you like her then. Yes, 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 please, yes. So there's a picture, a page for each presenter, and some interesting stories about how it was put together. I'm I'm kind of fairly keen on this book, because I was lucky enough about five or six years ago to go and see a recording of Blue Peter. A friend of mine in the Beeb let me into BBC Studio One to watch one of the shows going out. Uh, I saw the Atomic Kittens, they were lovely. Meow. Were they evil cats he had to throw out of <laughs> the studio? <laughs> So I rather like this book. Lots and lots of memories. A lot of these from my childhood. Ring a bell. Blue Peter Garden. Look at that. Some great fashions in there. Why haven't they got the elephant uh, lubricating the studio? Uh, yeah, hang on, hang on. Index at the back. Elephants. Page 50. There you go. Look, look, look. The infamous Lulu the Elephant episode, directed by Paul Stone, later head of BBC Drama. Lulu makes a return appearance the following March. This time there were no accidents. So there's the whole story. Get off me foot! Sit down, Shep! As ever, John John Noakes hammed it up, taking the chance to cry out, Get off me foot! Usually the catchphrase of comedian Frank Randall. There you go. Really good, informative book. Christmas on the way. I hate to use the C word on the podcast, but it is on the way. Good Christmas present for anyone that was a kid over the last 50 years. 15 quid from Hamlin. Fantastic. And it's a very nice blue as well, actually. It's like a Christmassy blue, isn't it? Time now for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. First off, Gordon Keane's been in touch. You asked who would want to read e-books. Well, many blind people like me would, because the publishers of print books nearly always refuse to make books available in accessible media. Come on, guys. How would you like to read embossed wallpaper with your fingertips? Please don't knock ebooks. Who knows, you might need them one day. Hi, Gordon. I hope we didn't give the wrong impression there. There certainly is a place for ebooks. We're hoping that the last show's feature on ebooks was actually focusing on the pros and cons of the ebook readers themselves, not the actual books. Considering that most books are edited electronically anyway, we're really surprised there aren't more electronic books out there and there's so many books that haven't yet gone digital. We're actually all for electronic books. Carl was actually having a dig at the readers themselves, which of course aren't blind friendly. Unlike podcasts, of course, which most certainly are. Now, staying with ebooks, Paul Stoneman says, I'm an avid reader of books and was really taken in by the Sony Reader 505. But after a few days researching, I downloaded the Moby Pocket Reader software. I've saved myself £200 and get reuse out of my pocket PC. I will wait until the tech is more established and a little cheaper. Nice one. Cheers, Paul. Uh, A quick hi to Fraser Edwards, by the way, from the Affiliate Blog podcast. Great to bump into you at the XL Centre the other week. Keep on casting. We never did find that beer, did we? Next, a podline call. Charles Pett got in touch from London, asking us to inform listeners that the Supernova screen reader and magnification software 
can't be used direct on the BT Home Hub's USB port with the Dolphin pen drive. I phoned them up and unfortunately you can't use the software in the um, Home Hub as it has to be directly connected to each computer. If you could let your listeners know. Okay then, and that also goes for Dolphin Luna, Dolphin Howl and Dolphin Luna Plus. Thanks for that, Charles. He's also on the scrounge. And also, I was wondering, as you mentioned on show 31, about fridge magnets. And that's a bit of a cheat, but I was wondering if I could have three of them, please. Sorry, Charles, you have to work hard for a fridge magnet, you know. Help us spread the word about frequency cast, and we'll see what we can do. Rod Turno asks, I'm in an area with limited free view via aerial reception. Are there any plans to upgrade BT Vision to receive freesat channels? BT Vision gets live TV via Freeview and on-demand content over broadband. I doubt that BT Vision will be launching a Freesat-style satellite service anytime soon. Note though that Freeview's not yet on full power, and as we get closer to the digital switchover, Freeview signals should improve. Have a listen to show 14 for some hints and tips on improving your Freeview reception. And now a message from Mike Lewis. He's mailed in to say... He's just got BT Broadband and he's seeing his speed fluctuate to less than the dial-up speed of 560k. Can you give me some tips on how to get my broadband back to the original speed? Hi Mike. Well, first off, the actual speed for dial-up is 56 kilobits a second, not 560. Secondly, if you've only just got broadband, you do have to allow a few days for the profiling to kick in and the speeds to settle down. If after a couple of weeks things are still slow, it could be you're just too far away from your phone exchange. If your house has wired phone extensions, there is a little trick that you can do to try and bring up the speed. This involves disconnecting one of the wires, the one called the bell wire. See the show notes for this show, show 32, for more on the Jarvisa trick. And Robert Clark asks, This year I bought a 26-inch HD-ready TV with built-in Freeview. I've been hearing Freeview is to get some HD channels in some areas by 2009. Will the TV that I bought earlier in the year still work? As we mentioned in the news, there will be a reshuffle of channels on Freeview, with BBC, ITV and Channel 4 high-definition services being offered over Freeview from 2009. To get these channels, you'll need a special Freeview HD receiver when they finally come out. The good news for you, though, Robert, is you will be able to connect one of these boxes to the HD input on your existing HD-ready TV set. And this message from Paul. My dad is moving to Spain and wants to know if you can take a UK Freeview box to Spain. In theory, yes. Newer Freeview boxes should be able to tune in to the local services broadcast on the Spanish equivalent of Freeview. However, don't expect to get any English channels over in Spain. I've just been handed this one by the producer. It's got the results of our text survey from last show. Yeah, we got a phenomenal response to this. If you remember, I had a whinge about... Our friends at Global Radio standardising commercial radio and renaming everything to Heart. Yeah, it's all bish, isn't it? We got a whole stack of messages. We're going to read through a few of our favourites here. I'm going to kick off with, um, this is David Bolton. He listens on his iPod. In regards to radio, I listen on and off to various stations, basically whatever I fancy. Radio 1, 5 Live. I'll be sad to see local stations go. They have a quirky, honest quality, much like your show. Yes, he also says too many things are crushed beneath the jackboot of the mega corpse. America suffers from this already. And also Adam Child has said local radio is very good and the UK will be poorer 
if it is replaced with corporate programming. Is it cheesy, he says. Yes, but it's timely and relevant to the local community. Many of today's top DJs learnt their trade this way. I, for one, want to see it stay. By the way, can I have a fridge magnet? <laughs> we'll let you know. We also had this call on the subject of the demise of local radio. Oh, well, this is Melvin from uh, Sheffield. I think it's sort of just so sad that uh, the stations that you've uh, grown up with are just not going to be there anymore and uh, probably less choice. And uh, very much like the banks, um, it seems to be where the way most things are going, I guess. But uh, no, I don't think it's a sad day for radio, really, when uh, it just don't sound as good as they used to do, I don't know. Um, who else have we got? Oh, gents. Please do lay off the herbal substances. What does he mean? <laughs> Radio is definitely not dead. The delivery medium has changed over the years. Longwave, AM, FM, DAB, broadband. In the future, we'll probably be listening via WeMax. WiMax. Oh, is it? WiMax. Yeah, the lay off the herbal substances. I think uh, we weren't actually saying that radio's dead. We were talking about local radio dying, not radio itself. Yeah, and then he goes on to mention... Uh, tapes and how they're going out the shops and everything's being replaced by CDs but then of course CDs are going out unless of course Apple stop using iTunes or blah 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 back to gramophones that's what I reckon uh, what's this one in here uh, I used to work for Essex FM and have a lot of friends still working there uh, I no longer listen to conventional radio stations and prefer listening to American stations over the net and that's from John in Southend and we've also got, I've just been listening to the item about local radio. And realistically, independent local radio died years ago. When most of the stations were taken over by the same company. Jingles the same, playlists the same, show formats the same. This coming together with the same name is the next nail in the coffin for local radio. Yes, I see what he means. Oh, oh he also says, this is Keith from Keith in Essex. This reminds me of plans for Radioactive, Britain's first national local radio station. Well done, Keith, Radioactive classic. And last but not least... Hi guys, I want to comment on the global radio story. I worked as a presenter on my local radio station for eight years, but left after becoming disillusioned by the endless standardisation and networking forced on the station after being taken over by another company. The global radio plan is yet another nail in the coffin, so he's got the same idea as the last chap. Uh, that's from Kevin Jewison in Scarborough. So thank you very much, everyone. Uh, global radio, if you're listening, take note. We want local radio. This video killed the radio star. Hello, the bitch. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Well, that's it for this frequency cast. If you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208 133 4567. Or you can contact us from our site. If you're on the move, text us on 07882 043 521. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Remember to check out the show notes for this show, Show 32, for links to everything we've discussed today. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button, and also comment on today's show in our listeners' forum. Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk. So that's it for this show, with a good look at Tiscally, Is Shortwave's End Near? A Chimp with the Power and the 50th Year. Catch you on the next show, and please spread the word. Frequency cast. Shut down.